Hello everyone, my name is Safari Steve and this is the Struggle Bus um, episodes and this one is pretty much about religion and I know that's a sensitive topic for some of you listeners but realistically this is something that we all need to face and we all need to understand if we are in order for us to find peace with one another and be able to face realities of what has been inflicted upon people throughout the centuries and what stuff that we could change to better ourselves spiritually and as a community with people that are not of the same religion. You know, growing up in Utah, <clears throat> the state is heavily dominated by one re one religion primarily. And you have, which is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You have other religions like the Methodists, the Baptists, the Lutherans. You have Muslim, you have Sikh, you have Hindu, you have Buddhists, you have Shinto, etc., etc. You have Jehovah's Witness. And we all have comments on one another about each religion on a negative way. Like, uh, Jehovah's Witness people don't celebrate holidays and their birthdays because if it's not for God, it is a bad thing. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I have recently found. Um, or with the LDS Church for their alleged kookiness of why I can't drink coffee, why I can't drink tea, why can't I drink alcohol, why no cigarettes, but Coke is okay. You know, like stuff like that. Or for the Muslims or Islam, uh, you know, can't have pork is an unclean thing or why it's okay for it takes two votes of a woman to equal one vote of a man. Or why are women treated as alleged second-class citizens? Or maybe third-class, I don't know. And why do they get to have multiple wives just like the polygamists do? Because God said it was okay, I guess. Um, then you have Jews, too. And, you know, whatever Jews do. There's kookiness in all these religions here. And they all have a little bit, they have a lot of truth, they have a lot of, some BS, and they have some good, they have a lot of good stuff. And that's the focal point of what you need to change. I'm recommending you to change about religion, is finding the good things about them and try to implement the, some of the good teachings into your own life doesn't matter what religion it is they all have good stuff that you can use to help yourself out and help others the majority of most religions is to treat each other with respect don't cheat don't steal love thy neighbor oh uh, here let's let's pull up the ten commandments so we can read it together
I don't want to purchase the Ten Commandments. I just want to read it. Here we go. Okay. Um, okay, this one looks like it's Catholic, but we'll read it anyways. The Ten Commandments. I am the Lord your God. You shall not have strange gods before me. I think that one's referring to idols. Don't have idols. Two, you shall not take the name of the Lord in your God in vain. So like saying, oh my God. Well, I do it a lot and I'm sorry. But, you know, if you say sorry, that means you're never going to do it again. Joke's on me. I do it a lot and I swear a lot and I don't mean to. It's a force of habit, part of my language. Three, remember to keep the Holy Lord, the keep the, remember to keep holy the Lord's day. Man, that's a Yoda tongue twister. Just keep Sunday holy, which in Utah, it's pretty much don't go shopping on Sundays. You know, don't let economic and society overrule a religious day. Honor your mother, or sorry, this is number four. Honor your father and your mother. Be respectful. Don't disrespect, even if your mother and father piss you off. Five, you shall not kill. Joke's on us, we kill all the time. Is that referring to just humans, or is that animals, that's bugs, that's plants, all living things? Um, wars happen all the time, and uh, crimes. You don't kill people. Just, I mean, nowadays, the our societies don't kill each other. We uh, extort each other with taxes and uh, debt. Why kill your enemy when you can make money off them? Six, you shall not commit adultery. Don't be a cheater, beater, eater. Um, seven, don't steal. Um, well, I feel like being overtaxed is stealing, so, you know, God and government. Uh, what was that? That was six, seven, eight. Uh, you shall not bear false witness, witness against your neighbor. You could tell me later of what that means. To be honest, I don't really know. Pretty much, I think that's don't lie. Yeah. Uh, nine, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife. So don't be like um, uh, David where he sends uh, somebody else, uh, sends the guy out to war and he dies. And so he's like, yeah, can I have your wife? I'm going to steal your wife. And that's where the song Hallelujah comes from. Very beautiful song. Too bad it's just about cheating. Or steal your wife. Um, 10. You shall not covet your neighbor's goods. Hmm. Anyways. You know, there's each religion and it has its own rules and whatnot. But on the basis, basic standpoint is, you know, be respectful to other humans. And when it comes to the religions... I mean, shoot, uh, throughout the centuries, uh, wars have been made just because they claimed God wills it to kill each other. The Muslims invaded Europe and um, Asia Minor for their God, you know, Allah, and the Catholics and the Crusaders 
killing in their name of, for God and country and wealth, stealing in the name of. Then you have the Jews, which they're usually in the background when it comes to a lot of Hollywood movies and whatnot. So, you know, Jews, Muslims, and Christians are all kind of in the same baggage stuff. But, um, like I said, when it comes to their religions, like, try to understand them. Try to bridge the gap between you and the person you don't know. I mean, especially after the 2000s, there was so much animosity towards Islam. And people like the Sikhs got misinterpreted for Islam saying, oh, shoot, you know, people were fearful because they were afraid of being bombed and stuff like that. And it would probably have been the same in the 1930s, too, when it came to the Jews and the Nazis. And then for the cent throughout the centuries, oh, sorry, um, when it came to the Knights Templar, you know, they were accused for stealing, which they did. And they... You know, they held up to all, all these strict rules and they were hypocritical about it. And that's kind of the irony about a lot of religious people is there is a lot of irony and hypocrisy to their actions. We're, we're, we're humans and we're imperfect creatures. So, based on a religious organization of how you believe they're corrupt in some form of way for where does the money go? When money gets involved with religion, it gets dirty, it gets messy, and there's a lot of accusations of, oh, this is just going to inside your pockets, and it's not taxable, allegedly. So, um, ask questions. Where does the money go? Like... In my experience, I found, which was very difficult for me to get past because I was always curious of where the money went when it came to um, tribute, tithing, or donations. It's like, does it really go to the people that are in need? Does it go to like helping that person with their car? Or when people can't pay rent of that month? Or food store storage or you know helping people you know live coming to find out with the religious religious organization i have been investigating they do and you know after seven years it was wonderful for me to find out that they do do that i mean obviously that money does go toward building more churches, more temples, more mosques, and more synagogues. And they all have to pay a water bill and the plumbing bill. And in some more religious organizations, they pay their preacher and people who, and the custodians that take care of the building because. Everyone's got to eat and everyone's got to pay bills. Um, it's 
some people are very, very religious, and they are very strict to what they believe in. And it gets convoluted when you're trying to find diplomacy with them when they're very set in their ways. So, I mean, the world's going to be a struggle, and trying to bridge gaps between people, between yourself and someone else, that they don't swing your way, it is very difficult for you to be the better person and put your foot down and try to make a change, or you could just walk away. And a lot of times you probably will have to walk away because... What's the point of associating with that person anyways if they don't if you don't find any healthy benefit to them especially when you tried several times and you've just kind of lost faith faith is another big thing that people struggle with is when there's too much human ideology involved with um religion and it clouds the sight of God and in a sense when it comes to come, comes to a smaller town religion's great for community building it gets people together especially when times are tough like a hurricane happens or a wildfire or someone died or you just graduated or positive and negative things happen the community ideally should be there for you especially there's one thing I've been told in an organization that I'm part of is whatever you get out of it is what you put into it and with that being said is you need to take the step forward in improving the relationship you have with others to understand the gaps that are clouding your judgment and clouding your mind. In some religions, they talk about an afterlife. And I have a hard time People have, a, I don't have a hard time. People have a hard time trying to see if there really is an afterlife. And one organization says it's going to be like this. And the other organization is going to be like this. It's going to be clouds in the sky and there'll be angels playing harps. And you'll get to see all your loved ones again. Um, well, I'll give you my idea of my speculations. One... It's kind of like a grading criteria. All the things that you've done, all the things that you wish you would have done, and all the things that you regret you have done. And like the good and the bad and ugly, it's a whole grading sheet, like a balance of a scale. And uh, what's kind of funny about one religious organization is they have three tiers of heaven. Uh, the terrestrial, celestial, and the other one. I forgot what it was. So, like, you know, there's... And then some religious organizations have, like, seven 
seven uh, heavens and hells, like little layers. So it's almost like MNORPG game where you're having to go through one dungeon and you complete that boss and then you have to go through the other one and complete that boss and whatnot. But just think of all the bad things you've done. It's like, oh, well, your credit score is not that high, so we're going to put you in this part of heaven. Even though we told you that when you get to heaven, you get to see all your loved ones in there. But fun fact, you only get to see some of the loved ones because they were just as bad as you and they ended up in this part of heaven. So what if you're really good and you end up in the highest ranking? Do you have visiting rights to the people below of the lower heaven? So if, I'll give you an example. If you are married with someone who is... A really good person and you're a really bad person and when you both die you go to heaven or maybe hell and you find out that you don't have visiting rights to that person but that person has visiting rights to you it's very weird so in some religions it's like oh what if I ate a lot of pork or what if I drank a lot of coffee am I a bad person uh, new. No, I don't know. You're just not a rule follower, and sometimes you think some of the rules are kind of stupid. I know it's for your health and benefit, and there's some things that we just do not simply understand, or the system has not been updated to standards. Like, um, you know, up until the 60s in the United States, you know, black people, you know, were resented or excluded so I'm, I don't know where I'm going with this here but does that make you a bad person for excluding them it's just because you're in the society that told you to do so because it was the norm and then you go into another society from I don't know AD or BC that it was it was okay to uh, behead people so that's fine it's okay that's part of the culture and it's okay it's not a sin or it's not a sin to have multiple wives or it's not a sin to in one culture it's not a sin to be gay and this culture it's okay it's such a sin to be gay so it's difficult what to find what is right and what is wrong sometimes I kind of wonder if it's just based on intuition or your consciousness and I mean you these books and these you know Bibles these the Quran and these other holy books that are there to help you and guide you and our laws to put in place to make sure society stays on the equilibrium that everything will be fine and dandy to that cultural standard I mean everything changes one day this will be good the next day that will be bad Hell is interpreted as a fiery pit 
with demons and it's all ash and charred and your worst relapses of bad things happen continuously over and over again and you'll find Hitler and all these other bad people down there but what if they thought they were in the right and they were justly and so you find out they ended up in heaven because they were forgiven on the Christian standards and humans sometimes say that is an unforgivable sin but remember Christ died for your sins and it has been forgiven and if you forgive yourself and you try to improve yourself and not repeat these you're fine and dandy my uh, one of my friends said it was all mental when it comes to hiking but I want to interpret that is it's all mental and a psychological trip when it comes to religion, faith, and the afterlife. Why is it for Christians, for example, is this afterlife of going to heaven is this. But what if you believe in what is it called money monotheistic the other one with or uh when you believe in multiple gods instead of just one god so are you a sinner because you are a pagan and you believe in the old religions or religions that are not the same teachings and faith as the one that is the majority rule or swings this way here is my other thought on I have a hard I, I have a sometimes I see conspiracy theory aliens and religion and the galaxy all intertwined together so you have the Greeks you have the Norse you have the Egyptians you have um the Babylonians, you have the Assyrians, you have, um, you have the Japanese, you have the Gaelic. They all believe in multiple gods. And then you have, you know, the Christian gods, you have the Muslim god, you have the Judaic gods, you have the Hindu god, gods and deities and aspects and whatnot. But what if it's all just a freaking call center? They're all hailing to the one CEO and they all answer your prayers for a fee of either tithing, sacrificing a goat, slaying all these people, you get your swords blessed, you get your fields blessed, you get rain, you get um, damnation for the other group that you're at war with, you get some form of blessing, you have the, the, clies, the, the skies clear that day so you can make a bombing run, like in the 1940s. Thank you, God. Thank you for clearing the skies so our planes can fly and bomb and protect our forces so we can go slay the other one. So if it if it's a giant call center and they're all there to answer your prayers. It's just one clap of a hands away or one silent mental stasis of meditation for you to commune with a spiritual being. Either the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or whatever you believe in. I forgot to mention, 
the Scientologist people. I have no idea about the Scientologist people, and we'll probably include that and talk about them in a future episode because I am very fascinated what Scientology is all about. So if you listen to this and you know quite a bit about Scientology, come on the show. That would be great. Um, here's a little takeaway. Um, things that I wrote down in part of the struggle bus um, that I hope is helpful for you that was helpful for me. In the religion, 29, everything in moderation. 30, it doesn't hurt to be familiar with everyone's religion. 32, be whatever religion you like. Just keep an open mind and diplomatic to others' beliefs. 33, the seven deadly sins are the core driving force of human marketing. 35, people hope for an afterlife and devote and preparing themselves for it. I hope it's true, but I'll enjoy my life. I'm, I'm here on this earth for a reason. And if you're devoting your all your time here on this earth for the next life, well, you might be missing something there, but it's I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But you're here on this earth for so many years. Enjoy yourself. And just remember to forgive yourself and keep moving on. 65. Getting exposure to the world will help you better the world, which rather than shutting it away will hurt you and those around you if you keep sheltering yourself and if you don't partake in what others do all you have to do is be a observer what I mean by that is just because all your friends are doing it doing you don't have to partake just be aware of the things that they are doing be aware and educate yourself um, but if you continue to shelter yourself mentally and closing out information outside the world you can't make a logical you won't make a logical decision to understand and grow um, 101 don't let one bad apple spoil the bunch Give the next apple a chance. Growing up, I really disliked LDS folk because I had a few bad apples ruin it for me. Um, but they're very nice and kind people, especially outside the state of Utah. Utah, they're uh, kind of judgy. Not all of them, but they're called Utah Mormons for a reason. Or... Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Anywho, um, don't let one app, bad apple spoil the bunch. 102. Everything is just an idea. People do things just for the idea. By Malachi. 103. All of your possessions can be taken away when your life is taken. By Malachi. 104. Everything's for Rent, Including Your Life by Stephen D. 116. The seven deadly sins can ruin good things you got going. Don't let it get to the best of you. 
Seven Deadly Sins, you have pride, gluttony, lust, greed, wrath, envy, sloth, and uh, something else. I think I said them all. They all have a part to play in your constant daily life. And it's embedded in our nation for that matter. In everyone else's nation. Taking pride in your nationality. Taking pride in the clothes you wear or the flag you represent. The nation's army. Or whatever. Greed. It's easy to just keep accumulating and keep accumulating and think about yourself and not others. Lust, the porn industry is really great. It's a, when I say great, I mean it's a great threat into your psycho. Your, it messes with your psychology. It is weaponized and is very difficult to get away from. Because who doesn't, who does not like looking at boobs and booty and really good looking bodies? Lust uh, can't let get the best of you. Envy, you need to let go of jealousy and focus on yourself and be humble and understand that you have the power to make a difference and you need to work on yourself and quit. Um, being jealous pride uh what's another one wrath it's very easy to get wrathful in, in regards to retaliation and i can't honestly make a decision and tell you not to be wrathful or or worth willing but i can say you need to have patience and take a step back and think about the decisions you're about to make when i was insulted when I've always been insulted, I have to instantly react with a retaliation to throw it back in their face. And I still feel pretty good about it for the most part because I get to stand up for myself and put people in their place when um, I find their insult intolerable. However, you could go too far. When one person told me that they hope I get shocked, just to learn to get how to get shocked, I told them I wish them the same, but with higher voltage. And in a sense, they were had a sense of a different sense of humor than I did, and I took it as a a threat, I guess you would say. It's okay to be quiet and think about the next words you're going to say because the next words that you're going to say projects the whole war or the next the, it projects the future so depending on how you can change the future it's almost like going back in time you're changing the past no you're changing whatever you're changing the future anyways you get to predict a little bit of if you call that person a douchebag, what do you think they're going to do in response? Either it's playful or it's someone you have no idea who they are and they don't understand your humor. They will retaliate or they will laugh. 
but it got whatever you have to say next governs the whole future um sloth don't be lazy unemployment is uh making you sloth unemployment i can't have a full um breakdown of it because i haven't been there and i'm not in your shoes so i can't say um you know i can't i can't attack it however if you're doing nothing and sitting home and just not learning not growing and just couch surfing you need to make a change because you only have a limited time on this earth and you're wasting time granted you also need to do your research on jobs that are out there and I get there's a lot of stupid jobs that are not paying enough to meet the requirements of rent because who pays 1800 a month in freaking rent stupid and these jobs out there that don't pay it don't meet match up if I remember right 725 or 750 still the minimum wage and gas is like five dollars right now or it's almost six BS anyways no, I'm not that's not about religion but however you want to say your prayers however you want to go about your life still remember to be respectful to other humans and try to understand where they're coming from whether it's religiously socially culturally politically more especially politically because if you're a republican or democrat doesn't matter try to understand one another even if you think the other person is psycho stupid and does not make a lick of sense of why they believe in that policy and why they have to butt heads because they feel like it because they are stuck in their pride just to be a good person do some charity work help people out love thy neighbor help people grow don't be selfish be selfish take care of yourself like obviously take care of yourself and find self-esteem and love for yourself and then if you believe in faith in god great i hope god and faith helps you in improving yourself and be able to have be a guiding light to make this world and all the other worlds a better place because if aliens are watching us right now they're looking at us right now and they see us warring with each other and bicker and whatnot you think aliens want to be our friends if they see that probably want to kill us or enslave us and they probably are already conspiracy theory another podcast layer anywho i hope you enjoy this episode about religion and i hope it's been beneficial to you and i hope it has improved your life and I appreciate listening. This is Safari Steve, and uh, this is the Struggle Bus, and thanks for listening. Have a good night.